Our precious Father, what a joy to be in your presence. Because in your presence there's liberty. Thank you for what you have planned today. Thank you for the ears that we hear your word. We pray, mighty God, that whatever we hear today, Father, may we put them into practice. That your name will be glorified and our joy be full in Jesus' name. So, what you're going to hear today, probably you must have heard it before. But it's not how many times you hear it that matters. But what did you do with the ones you heard? Like the book of James says, don't just, don't just be hearers, but also be what? Doers of the word. So the theme for this year is be a blessing to others. Be a blessing to others. Taken from Genesis 12.2 and LT. says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. Today, like they say, we are celebrating three important ministries. The welfare ministry, the prison ministry, and the hospital ministry. So these ministries, like Sister Chinonye said, are very important to God because they all deal with the poor. They deal with the widows. They deal with the helpless. It grieves God when these ministries are neglected, when these ministries are abused, I mean, when these people are abused and when these people are marginalized. Let's look at the book of James 1.27. God said, I didn't give it to you guys. The worship that he wants is this, caring for orphans or widows who need help and keeping yourself free from the worst evil influence. It says, this is the kind of worship that God accepts as pure and good. You can imagine kneeling down praying and then you are not involved in helping the poor. You are not involved in looking for the welfare of people. Do you think God will be happy to, to hear that prayer? Because he says, the worship I want is caring for these people. And yet, we are neglecting them. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 22, 22 to 23 says, do not rob the poor because he is poor. Don't rob a poor man because he is poor and defenseless. Nor crush the afflicted by legal proceedings at the gate where the city court is held. 23, for the Lord will plead their case and take the life of those who rob them. God said, I will take your life if you rob the poor. So what God is saying is that if you mess with them, I will deal with you. 
Exodus 22. 22 to 24, um, says, You shall not harm or oppress any widow or fatherless child. If you harm or oppress them in any way, and they cry at all to me for help, I will most certainly hear their cry. 24, And my wrath shall be kindled and born. I will kill you with a sword, and your wives shall become widows and your children. Now, you can begin to see how much God values these people that were neglecting. James 1.27, easy translation says, if you want to serve God in a completely good way, completely good way, if you want to serve him in a completely good way, do things like this. Help children who have no parents. You help children that have no parents and women who are widows. Help them in their troubles. If you serve God, our Father, like that, he will be pleased with you. Do not let the bad people in this world make you bad too. You know, some people are being influenced by bad friends. You see a poor person and then you want to help. He will try to discourage you. If you give them money now, they'll go out smoking. God say, help. Don't worry about what they do with the money. Their responsibility is to make sure that they are well taken care of. Praise the Lord. Matthew 25, 32, TPT says, and all the nations will be gathered together. That's what you know, uh, Sister Chinonye read before him. And like a shepherd who separates the sheep from the goats. Now begin to imagine yourself. Where do you think you are going to belong? Are you going to be among the sheep? Or are you going to be among the goats? He will separate all the people. The sheep he will put on his right side. And the goats on his left. Then the king will turn to those on his right and say, You have a special place in my father's house. Can you imagine God saying, saying that you have a special place in my heart. Come and experience the full inheritance of the kingdom realm that has been destined for you from before the foundation of the world. In other words, before God created this earth, he knew that some people, there will be a category, a category of people that will not help the poor that will not help the helpless, that will not help the widows. And then he knew that there will be a category of people that will help. So he said that you have been destined, destined, which has been destined for you from before the foundation of the world. For when you saw me hungry, you fed me. When you found me thirsty, you gave me drink. When I had no place to stay, you invited me in. And when I was poorly clothed, you covered me. When I was sick, you tenderly cared for me. And when I was in prison, you visited me. Then the, the godly will answer him. This is very important. Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty and give you food and something to drink? When did we see you with no place to stay? And invite you in. 
When did we see you poorly clothed and cover you? When did we see you sick and tenderly care for you or in the prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, don't you know? When you cared for one of these people, my little ones, my true brothers and sisters, you demonstrated love for me. In other words, if you want to demonstrate your love for God, you have to care for the poor. You have to care for the poor. Praise the Lord. So the most interesting part, you know, when I read this in verse 37, is that these godly people did not know what they were doing because they were surprised. When the master was telling, when I was this, you, you, you know, he cared for me. When I was this. And they said, when did we see you? You know, was, they did that not minding, you know, what they were doing. It was a part of them to do good. Praise the Lord. So why? Because it is their nature to do good. Doing good is supposed to be part of our lifestyle as a Christian. Because that is what we are created for. Praise the Lord. Let's look at Ephesians 2, 10, TPT. It says, we have become his poetry. That is, we have become his beauty. God sees us as his beauty, his poetry. A recreated people that will fulfill the destiny. So God has a destiny for us to fulfill. A recreated people to fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. He says, even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill them. So he has plans for us. He, he recreated us so that we'll be able to fulfill that destiny, so that we'll be able to fulfill that good work which he has created for us to do. Praise the Lord. So Hebrews 13, 1, 3 says, no matter what, make room in your heart to love every believer. No matter what. No matter the situation you are facing. No matter the situation you are. He said, make room. You have to make room. You are the one that would make room. You have to fight. Because the, 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 the enemy will, will try to stop you. He said, try and make room to love every believer. And show hospitality to strangers. For they may be angels from God. Showing up as your guests. We saw that in Abraham. When three angels visited him. I mean three strangers visited him. Not knowing that uh, they were angels. Three. Identify with those who are in prison. As though you were there. Suffering with them. Identify with them. As though you were there suffering with them. And those who are mistreated as if you could feel their pain. Praise the Lord. This is Christianity. That's what Christianity is all about. Compassion. Showing compassion for others. I read about uh, Gandhi. Gandhi, the, the Indian man that uh, had a revelation of Christ and wanted to know more. And went to the, one of the Christian churches in Calcutta in India. They didn't let him in. Why? Because of his skin. Because he was black. They said this place is just for white. White Indians 
and the white uh, westerners. So he left. And then he made a statement, he said, if it weren't for Christians, I would be a Christian. Because they didn't show him love. They didn't welcome him. Why should Christians be discriminating, segregating? Why should you say that this person belongs to me or belongs in our group when God created everyone equal? Praise the Lord. I'm going to introduce my topic. My topic is blessings shared brings a far greater blessings. Blessings shares brings a far greater blessings. In other words, the more we bless, the more we get. Acts 20, 20, 35 says, I have let you an example how you should serve and take care of those who are weak. For we must always cherish the words of our Lord Jesus who taught giving brings a far greater blessing than receiving. Praise the Lord. I'll take us to uh, Genesis 12, 1 to 3 um, about, about Abraham. I'm going to read it in TLV. I don't know if they have it. TLV, that's the tree of, of life version. It says, then, then Adonai said to Abraham, get going out from your land. You know, when someone said, get going, get going, means keep moving, don't look behind. Keep going out from your land and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. Remember, Abraham was 75 years when he heard that voice, the voice of God, telling him to leave his land, telling him to leave everything. You can imagine. It might sound so simple when you read it, but think about it. I just, I, I lived at Hillsborough for, for six years, and in March this year, I moved down to Pennsylvania. Man, what, only six years when I was living, I was almost shed, you know, shedding tears because I had good neighbors. I had good neighbors. It wasn't easy for me to leave, to move down to Pennsylvania. You can imagine Abraham living in a place for 75 years, and God asked him to leave. And what did he do? He didn't argue. He obeyed. Obedience. Abraham obeyed. My, then God told him why. He said, my heart desires is to make you into a great nation. This is a man that doesn't have even a child at his age. And God said, I'm going to make you into a great nation. To bless you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great so that you may be a blessing. Now, you see where God is going? He said, I'm going to bless you so that you'll be a blessing. Three says, my desire is to bless those who bless you, but whoever curses you, I will curse. In you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So God was pleased with Abraham because of his faith. Galatians 3, 6 to 9 says, Abraham, our father of faith. Abraham, our father of faith, believed God. And the substance of his faith released God's righteousness to him. The substance of his faith is what released God's substance. So when God asks you to do something and then you do, you believe, then that's how we got our righteousness. You know, we believe in Jesus Christ. What 
God did, did to us through Jesus Christ, did for us through Jesus Christ. It is his faith that released God's righteousness to him. Seven, so the true children of Abraham have the same faith as their father. So when you sing Abraham, blessings am I, it means that you have the same faith with Abraham. It means that faith that motivated Abraham to obey God is what is motivating you. You have the same faith as Abraham. Verse 8 says, and the scripture prophesied that on the basis of faith, on the basis of faith, God will declare Gentiles to be righteous. God announced the good news ahead of time to Abraham. Through your example of faith, all the nations will be blessed. And so the blessing of Abraham's faith is now our blessing too. Praise the Lord. So God has blessed us and wants us to bless others with our blessings. God wants us to be pipe through which blessings get to others and not bucket that contains water and will not benefit others. And some of us are buckets and not pipes. So God didn't give you all sorts of blessings so that you will hoard it for yourself. He wants you to pass it on to others. If you are blessed with a relationship with God, he wants you to share that with others so that they can find a relationship too with him. That's why we have uh, evangelism you know, in, this church, in this church. If you have been blessed with a lot of material stuff, then he wants you to share with those in need. If God has blessed you with a lot of material stuff, God wants you to share with those that are in need. If you have been blessed with a relationship, then God wants you to reach out to those who are being marginalized and alone. God has blessed us to be a blessing to others. See, everything God did for Abraham was out of his grace. And everything God has done for us is out of his grace. His grace is what? An expression of his love. Praise the Lord. When God said, let us create man in our image, that was grace expressed out of his love. Man did not do anything to deserve it. The strength of God is love. The strength of God is love. If you remove love from God, he cannot operate. God cannot operate without love. And this is why he has told us that the only way people will know that we are his disciples is when we love one another. Praise the Lord. And book of 1 John 4, it says, God is love. You know what? Another name for God is love. God is love. He lavishes us with his grace because he unconditionally loves us. Imagine we having the blessings of Abraham because of what someone did, because of what Christ did. Galatians 3.14 says, because of what Jesus Christ did, the blessing God promised to Abraham was given to all people, not some, all people because of what Christ did. The blessing of Abraham, God promised to Abraham was given to all people. Christ died so that by believing in him, 
We could have spirit that God promised. Praise the Lord. So the only basis we have to inherit these promises is our faith in God's word. Genesis 12 to tells us that God did not only make him the father of many nations, he also blessed him materially. Genesis 13 2 says, Now Abraham was extremely rich in livestock and in, in silver and, and in gold. So when God blesses you, you know, he will bless you all around. He will bless you all around. But Lot, who went with Abraham, also had flocks and, and herds and tents. Six, now the land was not able to support them. That is, sustain all their grazing and water needs while they lived near one another. For their possessions were too great for them to stay together. When God blesses you, he extends that blessing to others through you. Abraham's blessing was extended to, to the Lord. So he will bless you so that you have enough to bless others. Praise the Lord. So let us look at our own blessing. Ephesians 1, 3 to 7. Yeah, it says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want you, each, each verse in this from 3 to 7, each verse has in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Christ, God has given us every spiritual blessing in heaven. For in Christ, he chose us before the world was made. He chose us in love to be holy people. People who could stand before him without any fault. We stand before him without any fault. In verse 5. And before the world was made, God decided to make us his own children through Jesus Christ. This was what God wanted, wanted and it, it pleased him to do that. Six. And this brings praise to God because of his wonderful grace. God gave that grace to us freely. He gave us that grace in Christ, the one he, he loves. Seven, in Christ we are made free by his blood sacrifice. We have forgiveness of sins because of God's rich grace. You know, when I read this, I began to, began to wonder that I believe, this is what I believe, that uh, the reason Christ came, you know, you know when God created man, he, create, he created man with dignity, with honor. Because he said, let's make man in our own image. So man came with the image of God. Man was holy, was sinless, he was like God. Until Satan came, man fell, and lost that glory. And because of the law of God has, he drove man away from the garden of Eden so that man will not eat the, the fruit of life and be a perpetual sinner. So I began to wonder, God, because of the love God has for us, he still wants to maintain that dignity. He still wants to maintain that love he still wants us to have that glory. And that's how Christ came. To restore man to his original glory. And remember, when God blessed man in the Garden of Eden, it was a direct blessing. 
the blessing was direct to Adam. He showed Adam everything. Say, you know, I bless you with this. You, you know, eat this, eat that. He blessed man. But this time around, all man's blessings is where? In Christ Jesus. And this is why Colossians 1, I think it's 127, or what, you know, says, In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom. So in Christ are hidden. So for us to get back our glory, for us to get back that life, eternal life God had planned for us initially, we have to grab who? Jesus. To receive it. Praise the Lord. Second Peter 1, 3 to 4 says, Everything we could ever need for life. Everything. It's not something. Everything we could ever need for life. And godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. Has already been deposited. It's in us. Everything, once you have received Christ, everything we need in this life is already in us. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to, the, to come to, to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. For as a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises magnificent promises that are beyond all price. Beyond all price. It's priceless. So that through the power of these tremendous promises, we can experience partnership with the divine nature by which we have escaped the corrupt desires that are of this world. First John 4 it says, but anyone who does not love does not know God. For God is love. John 3, 16. For here is the way God loved the world. He gave his only unique son as a gift. So now anyone who believes in him will, not, will never perish, but experience everlasting love. So every blessing God has given to man has a condition. Even the one he gave to Adam, that was a condition. And the condition was, I've given you everything, all the trees, but this one here, don't eat it. The day you eat it, you will die. Then in our own blessings, he has blessed us. He says, that blessing is for the whole world. But for you to enjoy that blessing, you have to receive Christ. Praise the Lord. So if you're here today and you have not received Christ, for you to, you to start enjoying those blessings, today will be a beautiful day for you to accept him. Praise the Lord. Listen to how Paul describes this love. When we talk about the you know, love, the love God has for us. Romans. Is it Romans? Romans 3, 8. Okay, yeah. 838. It says, I am convinced that nothing Nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Nothing. There's nothing that can separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life. 
neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor worries about tomorrow. So don't let negative thoughts come to you and you think that God does not love you anymore. God still loves you, no matter the condition you, know, you are facing. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love at night. It says, no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God. That is, that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Praise the Lord. That's so awesome. So why God wants us to use our resources to bless others? I mean, it's when I, when I come to you I ask and tell you to use the money you make and give it to, this thing, to, to somebody else, you look at me as if I'm crazy. But if I'm the source through which, you know, you derive that money and I tell you, you will obey. John 3, 37 says, John, John answered and said, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from above or from heaven. They say, whatever you have today, God wants you to believe that it wasn't your effort. I gave it to you. And since I gave it to you, I have the right to tell you to use that to bless others. Praise the Lord. So whatever you have is a blessing from God. And God expects you to use it for, to bless others. You are blessed to bless others. 1 Corinthians 4, 7 says, For who makes you differ from one another? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? You see some people saying, well, it's my effort. You know, I spend, uh, I spend, I work two jobs. That's why, you know, I made it. But you will not remember that it's God that gave you that strength. That physical strength for you to be able to handle two jobs. You know, you, you just boast, thinking that it's your effort. It's never, God is telling you it's not your effort. I am the one that's responsible. Deuteronomy 8, 17, 18 says, Otherwise, you may say in your heart, just like I said, My power, it's my power, and the strength of my hand made me this wealth. But you, should, you shall remember, with profound respect, the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you power to make wealth, that he may confirm his covenant, with which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. God wants us also to store our treasures in heaven. This is Matthew 6, 19, 20 says, don't store up treasures here on earth. We are moths eat them and rust destroys them. And we are thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven. We are moths and rust cannot destroy. And thieves do not break in and steal. And one of the ways to store our treasures in heaven is by giving to the poor. Proverbs 19.17 says, every time you give to the poor, every time, it's not sometime, every time, 
Even when you walk out from this church now and you see a poor man and give him, say, every time you give to the poor, you are making a loan. You make a loan to the Lord. So you are giving God a loan whenever you help the poor. He says, don't worry. You will be repaid in full for all the good you have done. You know, it's not like uh, giving a loan to a man and then he promised I will pay you tomorrow. When you see him tomorrow, he will take the other way. God said, no, I'm not like that. He said, I'm going to repay you in full for all the good you have done. Not just for that, for all the good you have done. So whenever you do good, you got a tick from God. Praise the Lord. Our responsibility, Matthew 5, 16 says, Now that I have put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Say, I have placed you, I have repositioned you, I have placed you on a hilltop. It's not only on a, on a light stand, it says shine. And how do you shine? It says, keep open doors, open your house, be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you, you will prompt people to open up uh, with God. This generous father in heaven. I don't know if you, if you, if you have experienced this. When you, when, when you help people, they thank God. The first, the first person they do, the first thing they do, they, they praise God. They thank God for what? For receiving this, for making you to bless him. I remember the money I sent uh, last year. Because my, I, I always send, send it through my, my, you know, my younger brother. And before he gives it out, he will call me on the phone. He will tell me I'm going to give, this, give the money to, to the person. And as soon as he gets there, he will call me. And then you see how they will be showering praises to God. To God. I mean, this old woman kept praising God, kept praising God, kept praising God, you know, for making this money available to her. And unfortunately, that was the, the last money she received because uh, just about uh, uh, two, two months after that, you know, I got a phone call that, you know, she passed. But, you know, you, when we are, your gift honors God. People use their gift to praise God. And then when they praise God, then God will remember you for the good you have done. Because this is what he created us to do. You know, you are doing your, your responsibility. You are doing your duty. God knows that you are doing, you know, your, your, your duty. Praise the Lord. So God, God is saying that, I have, that he has placed us in a position where we will advertise him. Make his name known. Another translation said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good work and do what and glorify your father who is in heaven. So when your light shines, people will see your good work and your father will be praised. God will be praised. So our generosity and love to others will always point others to our father's generosity and love. Philippians self to two, two. Then do me a favor. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deep spirited friends. Be deep 
spiritual friends. This spiritual friendship, I found that is a relationship that has eternal value because they are spiritually alive. Deep spirited friends. That's what you're supposed to do. If you have a friend that is an unbeliever, your responsibility is to lead him to Christ. God did not say we should not be friends with unbelievers. But let, don't, don't let them to influence you, but rather you should influence them by introducing them to Christ. He says, the only relationship that has eternal value is having a relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3 says, don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead too. Praise the Lord. Just like in Philippians 2, 2, 3 says, don't be foolish. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. You must, we must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. And I said, what is that attitude that Jesus had that we're supposed to have? I say, you look at, when you look at the Philippians 2, 6, in, in RIV, it says, he was like God. Jesus was like God in every way. But he did not take, think that he was equal with God. Sorry. But he did not think that his being equal with God was something to use for his own benefit. Whatever Christ did was for our own benefit or is for our own benefit, never, never for his, his own benefit. Praise the Lord. First Corinthians 12, 7 says, Each believer is giving continuous revelation by the Holy Spirit to benefit not just himself, but all. To benefit not just himself, but all. So God likes to include everybody, not exclusively you. He includes everyone. Even the Holy Spirit is not just for you. Is for everyone. So what does God say about blessings? It says, Proverbs 11.25 message says, the one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. So when you bless others, God will bless you abundantly. Third John 1.11 says, NLT, Dear friend, don't let this bad example influence you. Follow only what is good. That's what we are created for. Follow only what is good. Remember that those who do good prove that they are God's children. And those who do evil prove that they do not uh, love God. Praise the Lord. So when we refuse to bless, we are greedy. I'm going to read Second King. You see how greediness people can be. 
Now, but I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's, it's, it's lengthy. I'm just going to give a, a, little, a summary of, 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 of what the uh, passage is talking about. We all know the story, but when there was famine in, in, in Israel, and uh, Elijah, Elisha came and said, by this time tomorrow, there's going to be a lot of food. And the food will be so cheap and people will start enjoying. But the, 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 the man, the, the, the man that takes care of the, of the king disputed that. He says, we will enter the city. The famine, the famine is in the city. And we shall die there. Sorry. That's not, that's, that's not where, I'm, where I'm going. But as these two lepers, let me just say, these two lepers, they were so hungry and they didn't know what to do. They said, if we stay here, we are going to die. And then if we go to the enemy's uh, camp, we might die or we might survive. So both of them decided they should go. So by the time they got there, God had already cleared the whole place. The people thought that the, the Israelites were coming in big number to destroy them. So they, they flew. They abandoned everything they had and left the place. So when these two lepers, two lepers got there, they were surprised that the whole place was empty. What did they do? They entered the first tent and ate and ate and ate and took all the silvers and gold that went there, went somewhere and buried them. And they went to another camp and ate and ate and took all the silvers, everything that went there and, and buried them. Now, they didn't think back what the people over there are suffering. That some of my brothers and sisters over there, they don't have food. And we are here wasting food. Praise the Lord. So they decided, you know, just like the prodigal son, you know, say, when, he, when they came to their senses, they now said, what are we doing here? When others are dying and we're here enjoying ourselves. So they went back and then announced the good news. And there was food. So greediness is bad. This Christmas, let us understand that while we are here in this country enjoying, eating as much as we can, wasting, you know, sometimes we, you know, we'll, when we we'll make our list, the stew, we are going to, there's going to be uh, uh, chicken, there's going to be beef, there's going to be uh, goat meat, 
in one pot of pot, in one pot. And then there are some people back home that don't even have oil. I remember I've experienced that type of hardship when I had no money to, you know, to buy, to cook. You, you, you can buy a cup of rice, cook it, and then put oil and, and, the, and, the, and the salt and eat it, just like that. So I'm telling you, some people back home, during this time, may not even have money to buy rice, not to talk of oil. And then we are here, you know, packing all kinds of meat, putting them together, enjoying. Brethren, we should rethink. Like our brothers, our pastor said, that this church, this church is known for charity. This church has been helping people. I remember when we were in the old church. Every Christmas, all the widows in our church, we used to give them money for Christmas until some people started to abuse it. So let us know our responsibility that God wants us to help others. You see, if you don't have, God will not expect you to help. But when you are living in abundance and you see people or someone that is in need and ignore him or her, that's a sin. It's a sin. Let's just look at the early church. How they got involved in sharing. Acts 2.42 says, Every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another, sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer. For the three, a deep sense of holy awe swept over everyone. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders because they have one mind. So they were able to perform miracles and wonders. It says all the believers were in fellowship as one body. They were one body. They were united. And they shared with one another whatever they had. They, shared. they were sharing with one another whatever they had. Out of generosity, they even sold their assets to distribute to, to to distribute the proceeds to those who were in need among them. Daily they met together in the temple courts and in one another's homes to celebrate communion. They shared meals together with joyful hearts and tender humility. They were continually filled with praises to God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were coming to life. You see, well, I mean, I have a picture of their life and begin to tell me, wasn't, were, were, were they not in a better situation, a better place than we are? Having one mind, doing things together. Love and giving have something in common. When we are in love, we are generous with our giving. 
First Peter 4, 9 says, message, be quick to give a meal to the hungry, a bed to the homeless. Cheerfully, be generous with the different things God gave you, passing them around so all get in on it. Praise the Lord. Then First Peter, I think that's in scripture. So God has given us the pattern of giving. Do you know, like I said before, that not giving to the poor, when you have, I didn't say it's, when you have, is a sin. Not giving to the poor, when you have, is a sin. Deuteronomy 15, 7 to 11 says, if there is a poor man among you, any of your brothers within any of your gates in your land, that Adonai, your God is giving you, you are not to harden your heart or shut your hand against your poor brother. Rather, you must surely open your hand to him and you must surely lend him enough for his need, whatever he is lacking. He says, watch yourselves so there is no unworthy thing in your heart saying, the seventh year, the year of canceling debts is near. You know what they, what they were doing? Because man has his own, uses his own number six sense to, you know, to, 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 to think that they are you know, oversmarting God. You know, during this time of, uh, of uh, a seventh year, that's a year of cancellation of debt. So when it's very close, they won't like to give, uh, give, you know, help, give loans or help people because they know that within that time, their debt will be canceled. And they will not, you know, recover whatever they gave. And that's what God is warning them. So, <clears throat> then he may call out to Adonai against you, and it will be a sin upon you. You must surely give to, the, to him, and your heart is not to be grieved when you give to him. When you give, give with joy. It's an expression of joy when you give. But because of this thing, Adonai, your God, will bless you in all your work and in every undertaking of your hand. For there will never cease to be poor people in the land. Therefore, I will, I am commanding you saying, you must surely, one day I'm going to preach on this. There will never be a poor people in your land. Praise the Lord. Ezekiel 16, 49 says, behold, behold, this was the sin of your sister, Sodom. She and her daughters at Lion Cities had arrogance, had abundant food, and careless ease, but she did not help the poor and needy. God says it's a sin. Say this was their sin. They refused to help. So God says it's a sin. Praise the Lord. In conclusion, you know, when I was preparing this, I woke up one night and God revealed to me that obedience to God's word is the key that will unlock our blessings. Obedience to his word is the key that will unlock our blessings. 
And, you know, he took me to Abraham, says Abraham was asked to leave his, like I said, right, family and land at the age of 75 without a child, and he obeyed. He didn't question God. And God blessed him and made him father of many nations. Abraham, again, was asked to sacrifice his only son that he loved. When he had no son, the only son he had, God made it so, so that, you know, uh, he felt, he said, the one you love, the one you truly love. He said, go and sacrifice him for me. And what did he do? He obeyed. And God blessed him for that. If you read Genesis 22, 18, God says, and through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed, all because you have obeyed me. We saw his disciples. His disciples were asked to cast their net to the right side of the boat. These were professional fishermen. When they fished all night, they couldn't catch anything, not even a single fish. And Jesus appeared and asked them to cast their net on the right. They didn't argue. They didn't start to cajole him. Who taught you how to fish? We have been fishing for years. And you're coming to tell me, tell us to, you know, cast our net on this side. And they obeyed. Now, when they obeyed, they haul a, their boat was full of fish. It wasn't even only their boat. They had to call their friends. And they brought their boat. So when God blesses you, the blessing will be so much that you begin to bless others. Praise the Lord. Then he took me to this scripture, Hebrews 3.15, that says, for again, the scriptures say, if only today, if only today, May 21st, 2023, if only today you will listen to his voice, as you've heard this morning, say, don't make him angry by hardening your hearts. As you did in the wilderness rebellion. So today, as you have heard his word, you know, there's a difference between listening and hearing. You can hear, but you're not listening. So as many of us that have listened and heard his voice, he says, Don't harden it, don't harden your heart. And what did you hear? What did you hear today? Proverbs 19.17 says, Every time you give to the poor, you make a loan to the Lord. Every time, you make a loan to the Lord. And God said, don't worry. Don't worry about your giving. Don't worry about whether they are you know, going to use it to smoke cigarettes. Don't worry about whether they are going to use it to drink. Say, I will do what? Repay you in full. For all the good you have done, not just what you have done now, but for all the good you have done, I'm going to repay you. And the Bible says in Romans 3, 4, let God be true and every man a liar. Why? Because whatever you did for the poor and widows, you did it to me. 
He didn't say you did it for me. He said you did it to me. That's a big difference. He said, he didn't take the glory. He said, you did it to me. It's like you are punishing me. So whatever thing, if you neglect the, the, the poor, you are neglecting me. So notice that he did not say, you did it for me, but you did it to me. So we thank God for today's message. And our prayer is that all that we had today, all that the Lord has revealed to us today, that we will put them into practice as his children. This is what he expects from us. You know, one of uh, the passages I love in um, uh, mission, 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 uh, mission, this is uh, Third John, um, at least Third John one, where it says uh, that these these missionaries they need our help. He said they can't get any help from the unbelievers. They cannot go to unbelievers and start asking them for help. So it is we believers, we that God has sanctified, set aside for this purpose, special purpose, to bring glory to Him. We are the ones that are responsible. And the same way we are the ones that are responsible to make sure that these poor people that are around us, that they have life. That they should know that the God that lives in heaven also think about them too. Praise the Lord.